Hey everyone, welcome to Finance in the Flash. On this episode, we go through one of the most frequently asked questions people have when considering retirement or when they are currently retired, which is, when should I take Social Security? And to help us answer this question, we bring in Aaron, our tax and planning expert. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was very helpful and informative. And if you want to learn more about our company or us, go to beaconfinancialstrategies.com and check us out. All right, let's go. All right, everyone, welcome back to Finance in the Flash. Today, we're talking about Social Security, and the actual title of the episode is When Should I Take Social Security, which may be one of the most asked questions I think that we get at Beacon. And on this episode, we're, we are welcoming in Aaron, our tax and planning expert. Right, Aaron? I can call you an expert. Sure, that sounds great. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we have Aaron in this episode, and we're going to walk you through that question. So, just as you know, getting started here, is this? Would you say this is one of the most, uh, or one of the, I guess, most often asked questions that you get in general when working on retirement plans, or at least in the top five? Oh, yeah. No, people people tend to be very focused on Social Security. They kind of see it as, oh, I paid into it for years and years, and now I need to know when am I going to take the benefit. Um, and so that's something that we tend to get the question quite a bit. Uh, how, often, how, should, how should I take it? When should I take it? You know, um, should I wait? Should I not wait? That sort of thing. Yeah, and we'll go through all those episodes uh, throughout the course of this episode. And I think uh, let's just start with uh, simple just facts. So when – at what age can you actually take Social Security? Yeah, so you can take it as early as 62. Um, the full retirement age is typically a little later, around 66 or 67, just depending on uh, when you were born, what year you were born. I think right now we're in the in the mode where it's 66 and two months or 66 and four months for some people, just depending on the year they were born. Uh, the latest you can take it is age 70. So that's that's the latest we can take it. Okay, and just real quick, can you explain what full retirement age means? <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just means, I mean, a lot of times when you get the uh, statement from Social Security, it'll say what your full retirement age benefit is, um, and then they discount it down to age 62, or they accelerate it kind of up to age 70. So um, that's really all it is. It's just a, It's just an age. Okay, perfect. So, and the latest you can take it is 70. So at age 70, do you, is it like, automatically like distributed or you still have to apply to take it, but you don't get any increase in your benefit after age 70. So it doesn't make sense for anybody to wait past 70. Got it. Got it. So why, why would you wait until 70 and not just take it as soon as you could? Well, I mean, the big thing is, is that um, you get an increase every year that you wait. So between 62 and your full retirement age, the benefit will increase about 6% a year, depending on kind of the age and all that good stuff. Um, If between full retirement age and age 70, the benefit increases about 8% a year. Um, And so right there, that's a a great rate of return on that benefit. So that's why we typically will say, oh, let's wait as long as we possibly can. The other thing that's in there is that Social Security has a cost of living adjustment. And that's in addition to those increases I just talked about. So historically, the cost of living adjustment on Social Security has been about 2%. Um, some years it'll be, you know, higher than 2%. Some years it'll be lower than 2%, but it tends to average out about 2%. So if you think about it, if you're going between full retirement age and age 70, not only are you getting that 8% increase, but you may also be getting that 2% 
cost of living adjustment in addition to that. And so that makes a huge, um, it's a huge benefit, you know, just to wait as long as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want more money? So, and, and, and I guess just to clarify, so let's say I'm 62, 63 years old. I take it a couple months in. I'm like, I, I, I actually, I don't need this one. I don't want to take it. Can I want to stop and then defer later on. So I get more money when I'm 70 that you can't, we can't do that. Right. Once you, once you decide to take it, there used to be a law where you could pay it back. Um, and they've kind of made some changes there. And so I typically will say, you know, let's wait as long as you can. You definitely don't want to take it and then decide later. You don't, you don't want it. So you kind of already deemed taking it at the early age. So. Perfect. So, um, so I mean, so the longer we wait, the higher the benefit is, um, so what should, what are some deciding factors when, because, you know, for some people it may make sense to take it at 62, some at 65, some at 70, what are the, and I think this, the answer can vary a lot, but what are the main reasons when you're evaluating, you know, our clients or someone like when we, when they should take social security, what are the main reasons why they should or shouldn't at that time? Well, so a couple of things. Number one, I think prior to the full retirement age, um, I would want to make sure that you're not still working. So if you are still working, um, I would tell you to wait till full retirement age. And the reason is, is that um, your benefit will actually be reduced. Your social security will, benefit will be reduced if you earn over, I think it's around $18,000 a year prior to full retirement age. So if you got earned income, you know, you're, you've got W-2 income, you're, you're earning $20,000 a year and you take social security, you may have to pay some of your social security benefit back. Um, so I just would rather you wait if you're working. Um, some other things that I think about is, you know, what are your other income sources? What are your other assets? Um, what are you going to be living off of? Um, I think in general, we want to wait as long as we can, but but some people need it earlier than that. So it just make, it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and take it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, and so now, you know, in building off of that a little bit, I think uh, a common question that we receive or that people ask and that I, or maybe surprising to learn, um, is social security taxed? And if so, how, how much, because I feel in a lot, I feel like a lot of people, even me, you know, think, well, I've been, taxed on it for, you know, you've been taxed on it for 60 years and then it's like, okay, now I get to take it. And then wait a second, we're taxed. Did they take more tax from that? Yeah. I mean, they take, so your social security, you know, you you take it out of your paycheck each and every month and you pay it in. Um, And that's actually not even going really into a fund for you personally. (laughs) It's going to pay the current benefits. So it's one thing to keep in mind, but yeah, as you take it out, it is taxed. Now, it's, it's taxed kind of on a sliding scale. So it depends on what your other income is. So for somebody who their only income is social security, they're not going to pay any taxes on it. Um, they probably wouldn't even file a tax return. Um, you know, you just kind of receive your benefit and go on down the road. But for the people who have other income sources, so pensions, uh, IRA distributions, dividends, interest, anything like that, then you're going to probably be taxed on social security, but it's on kind of a sliding scale. So um, it starts out, you know, a low, a low percentage is taxed and it goes all the way up to 85%. So 15% of social security earnings is always tax free, at least under current law. But um, if you have other sources of income, you'll be taxed on it up to 85%. 
Yeah, no, me and uh, me and my grandparents joke about how you know I'm essentially I'm helping pay for their lifestyle. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, they right. say they will you know they'll go on a vacation or buy some new plants in the backyard and you know they'll. They'll make a joke. Well, you know, thanks for the thanks for the Social Security money that we got a new garden <laughs> in the backyard. So, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good point because I I mean a lot of people in you know growing up I just, you know you don't really know a lot about Social Security. You're just like oh I'll get taxed on that. And I guess it's being invested, and then you know one day I'll get that money back. That's not really how <laughs> that's not really how it works. Yeah, no, I think uh, we need more people working to kind of keep the uh, Social Security rolling for the people who are already retired at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so transitioning off of that into, I know there are different um, rules or ways you can take Social Security when you're married. So if you could kind of elaborate a little on the spousal rules as it relates to Social Security. Yeah. Um, so if you're married and let's say you don't have much of a social security record or um, you, you know, didn't work a lot of the years um, or maybe your income is a lot lower than your spouse's, then you can either claim your own or half of your spouse's benefit. And so that's the way they protected. Um, if you think about it, you know, parents who stayed at home or one spouse stayed at home to take care of the kids. This is how they kind of protected that. So you would, you could either take all of yours or half of your spouses. Um, it doesn't really matter which way you go. And when now under current law, when you actually go in and apply for social security, they, they deem that you're going to take the highest benefit. So um, they don't let you go, Oh no, I'm going to take mine for a couple of years. And then I'm going to take my spouses, half of my spouses for a couple of years. No, they just say, we're going to calculate it. We're going to let you, um, you're going to take the highest one. Um, and so that's kind of important. And one thing to keep in mind is that when one spouse passes away, then you drop the lowest benefit. So let's say, you know, I'm married and my spouse's benefit is, you know, $2,000 a month and my benefit is, you know, 800, it would be higher than that, $1,200 a month, let's say. Um, if, if, if my spouse passes away, then we drop the $1,200 benefit and we take the two, and I would take the $2,000 a month benefit. So that's kind of how that works too. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's a good point. Cause I think a lot of people don't, you know, don't really under, don't really understand that. And I, I will ask this. So let's say, you know, one, uh, Let's see, the guy doesn't work, you know, he's 62. The wife is still working, she's, you know, 67. What is that in, you know, her, half of hers is more than he would get, you know, anyways. So at what age is that calculated on? Is it her current age? Um, yeah. I, and that might <laughs> be a tough, I'm kind of going off script here. That might be a tough yeah. question, but. The calculation is pretty hard, but basically if in your example where the, the wife is 67 still working and has a higher benefit, if she hasn't actually applied for social security yet, then her husband can't take half of, can't take the spousal benefit until the wife applies for social security. Okay. And so there for a little while, he might just apply and only be able to take his own benefit until she files for, um, but how it's calculated. Yeah. Is, the, maybe that was, that crazy. was what I was asking. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> so, uh, 
Not yeah, calculus. I mean, he was, yeah, yeah. If he's younger, then he's still going to get half, but then it's going to be reduced because he's not quite full retirement age. So that's kind of how that works. I mean, the calculation is pretty hard, but yeah, but you know, the earlier you take it, it doesn't matter if your spouse is older or not. It's based on your age, and that's the discount, I guess, that you would take. Is that if that's kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Not uh, sorry, not the. Uh, I need the <laughs> mathematical calculation of how it's determine. No, I guess just kind of like he has to, or the wife would have to apply for it first, right? Mm -hmm. For him to get half of that. Okay, perfect. Um, I mean, that's, you know, I think we did, we covered a lot there and are are there any other, uh, I guess, spousal rules or any, you wanted to wrap up here? Yeah, I think that a lot of people will ask, you know, what, you know, what's the rule of thumb? And so if you're single, I think the rule of thumb is you wait as long as you can, especially as long as you can afford to wait. Um, That makes a lot of sense because you want to protect that income stream, you know, into old age. Um, And then, you know, with the um, with spouses, we typically will say, you know, you're trying to maximize the benefit for both spouses. And so. The one who has the lower benefit, you want to take it as early as possible, maybe age 62, um, maybe a little later, depending on if they're working or not. And then the one with a higher benefit, you want to wait as long as possible. And if possible, it's age 70. And the big reason there is because you're protecting that age 70 benefit. Um, if one of the spouses passes away, then that's the benefit that would stick around. Um, and so that's kind of the rule of thumb. But of course, there's, you know, the big thing is we run the retirement plan and we see how how things look um, and then kind of and make a plan from there. But, the, but that's the rule of thumb. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, I think this has been very informative for me and um, also everyone listening. So, Aaron, thanks again for your time, and um, we'll have you back on here soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. All right. Thanks for listening to Finance in a Flash.